Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What is up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. On today's chat, I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Joseph Rakic. He's probably, I would say, one of the pioneers of online coaching. He's built his online platform up over the years to help over you know hundreds of thousands of people um, continue to, I guess, build his profile and his portfolio with his different businesses. Um, he's an entrepreneur. He's someone who cares deeply about helping others. Um, and as I mentioned, I was fortunate enough to, I guess, network with Joseph early in my own health and fitness journey. When stay, we've stayed in touch over the years, um, and I was super excited to get him on the show to just talk about how he grew his online coaching from the ground up, how it's progressed over the years, what he's up to now in his own entrepreneurial journey. Um, and just dig a little deeper into, I guess, his mindset as well and how he kind of deals with the stress and pressure of running such big businesses. Um, and then a bit of a background on, I guess, how he built up, um, as I mentioned, his online coaching platforms, what his, his best uh, ways of marketing have been over the years and how he's managed to build his own brand and become a, a global name when it comes to the health and fitness industry as well. And I, I really enjoyed this conversation. I know you guys will as well. So if you do take some value from this conversation today, I'd love for you to take a screenshot of the episode, share it on your Instagram story, tag myself, tag Joseph. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback on this chat and a big thank you for tuning in as well. Really do appreciate all the support on the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast and it does go a long way. And it's awesome to know that, you know, putting out this valuable content is helping people out there um, and I appreciate each and every single one of you. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Joseph. Joseph, welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, brother. We were just touching on uh, the fact that it's been fucking ages since you and I have um, have had a chat or, or caught up. Uh, it's it's really good to see you, man. Hope you're doing really really well. Yeah, man, it's been too long, so um, we need to shorten that time frame down. But thank you for having me, man. I appreciate being here, mate. Before we get stuck in, uh, and I'm sure you hear this quite often, I just want to say, bro, it's um it's super inspiring to see how far you've been able to come and the limits you've been able to continue to push with you know not only your your physique which is what most people um would be i guess drawn to initially but also the business side of things and you know being a coach myself and obviously building out my platforms over the years and getting the opportunity to to get to know you pretty early on in my journey as well has been um a big inspiration so man congratulations and um yeah you continue to inspire so many people so well done brother thank you appreciate that because you know as you know it takes a lot of effort uh time energy hard work so when I hear, you know, feedback like that, uh, it does mean a lot. So I really appreciate it. hundred percent. And I think, uh, you know, most people would probably look, not most, but a lot of people would probably look mm-hmm. at where you are at the moment. And it's like anything, right? Like when you see someone with a good physique or someone with a really thriving business or whatever it may be. And the, the initial thought process for a lot of people is just like, oh, well, you know, he's just genetically blessed or, or, you know, this happens easy for him and whatnot. But I think a lot of people don't see what goes on behind the scenes and the hours and 
well, not even you know, right now, it's not super late for you, but it's like eight o'clock at night. I'm sure you've had a, a stacked day already and, and we're sitting here recording this podcast. So are you able to give us a bit of an insight, I guess, as to, you know, we'll clearly touch on um, the coaching side of things. And I want to talk about some training and nutrition stuff as well, but uh, probably out of my own interest from the business side of things, where did that kind of online coaching journey start for you? And how has that evolved from, from day one to kind of how the, the process and the systems and whatnot you kind of run now? Yep. So um, I started as a personal trainer in the gym doing training one-on-one, you know, uh, boot classes and boot camps as well, training, you know, 10 plus. But regardless of training people one-on-one or doing these boot classes or boot camps, you are still limited on what you can do. Um, You know, there's only a certain amount of hours in the day. So that's when I kind of transitioned online because I just knew there was going to be so much more opportunity to grow and expand online. You're not just focusing on people in the gym in this specific area. You can target anyone from anywhere in the world as long as they've got one of these. Mm. So that's when I transitioned uh, to the online space and I started offering meal plans and workout programs. Just had a basic, simple website um, that literally only had a homepage with a buy button and you could purchase uh, a meal plan or a workout program or both. When someone signed up, they basically filled out a questionnaire. I got that questionnaire sent to me via email. I looked over it and then I created them their meal plan and their workout program based on their goals and what they're trying to achieve based on my rules and my beliefs in regards to training and nutrition. And then I sent them that. Uh, and they're on their way. But I guess over these years, it kind of got to the point where I was getting more and more clients and more and more people signing up. And almost, obviously I wanted- Almost kind of stuck with the same problem you initially had. You, you couldn't trade. There was too much There yeah. was too much coming in and not enough time to get it done. Yep, correct. So I basically was like, how can I grow and scale, help more people, yet still keep it 100% personalized? Um, so that's when we automated the whole system. So when a client signs up with me now, uh, they still do what they've always done. They fill out a questionnaire, put in all the information, all their stats, and based on my own personal rules and beliefs in regards to how much calories they get, their protein, their carb, their fat intake, based on basically my own rules that I've learned over all these years and what's worked best for me and what I've seen work best for others, I put these rules and these guidelines into the software that we got built. And now when a client signs up, they get their meal plan and their workout program automatically created. And it basically allowed me to scale my business Mm. Um, to date. I've had over 160,000 clients worldwide join my program. And that would be impossible for me to do, obviously, if I was manually sitting down and manually creating it. So I've been able to help literally hundreds of thousands of people more than what I would have ever been able to do. And my client still gets a personalized meal plan and it's Mm -hmm. still a personalized workout program exactly as if I was to manually create it because it's going off my rules. So when I manually read out the diet, I was like, okay, they need at least a minimum of one gram of protein per pound of lean body weight. Mm -hmm. Uh, If they're dieting, I put them in a 500 calorie deficit, then 600, then 700, then 800. And then I cap it there. So I've got all these different rules and beliefs that I follow and I just put it into the system. So the software creates the meal plan and the workout program exactly as I would if I was to manually do it. But this way it just takes out my time. It allows me to scale. And because it's not my time, I don't have to charge hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars. 
I can just do it for $7 per week. And that's allowed me to keep it cheap, keep it affordable, and help endless amounts of people. Um, so that's what I've done. And that's how I've been able to scale it over the years. Yeah, I love that. And I think that that's an important one. I think a lot of people will enjoy hearing that as well, because you typically see when people like yourself grow their profile and grow their brand, and it does get to the point where it's just not... It's not feasible to to continue trading your time for money, even from an online perspective. And you see that the the systems are more automated. I think the 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 perception for a lot of people is like, oh, now it's automated. I'm just getting some computer jet computer generated program, which mm-hmm. is nothing personal to me. But you know, hearing obviously for everyone at home, you know, people like you and I, you and I, uh, very obviously understand this already. But for everyone listening, it's kind of, uh, I guess, comforting to know that it's the systems that you've built out and the knowledge you've been able to put together over all the years of your experience, which is awesome. Yeah. From, from a, I guess, a growth perspective uh, with your brand, how did you find, mm-hmm. like, what was most effective for you early on in terms of getting your name out there? Was it, was it Instagram platform? Was it YouTube, Facebook even? Like, what did you find the best kind of growth initially when you were first getting um, your brand out there? Yep. Um, it was mainly Facebook where I took off, but I also understood that the most important thing for me to do is provide as much value as I can, mm. give as much content and as much value and be as many places as possible. So not just focusing on Facebook, you know, I was focusing on Facebook later on Snapchat and Instagram and TikTok came around, but now I'm focusing on everywhere. So I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube, I'm on TikTok, I'm on Twitter, Snapchat, you name it, I'm there and I'm just putting my content up, trying to provide as much value as I can. And because I've automated my whole coaching business, Mm -hmm. yet still kept it personalized, because it's all automated, this allows me to put my time into creating content and providing value through through those um, platforms. And that has been the biggest factor in allowing me to grow and allowing me to expand and allowing me to um, hit more people which has allowed me to help more people as well. So social media is key. And Mm. the key is putting out content that provides value and putting out content on multiple different platforms because they've all got their pros and their cons. Yeah. Two things off the back of that. Um, How did you find it difficult at all? You know, this is something that I think a lot of business owners that are listening would struggle with at the growth stage or the scale stage of their business in terms of managing time. You know, we just mentioned then about... um, being omnipresent across a bunch of different social media platforms and getting in front of as many eyes and ears as you possibly can. Are you able to give us a typical look at what's a a week in a a quick rundown in a week of your life in terms of how you structure your week to make sure you are getting this content across all these Mm -hmm. platforms? Is it getting long form content and then getting the short snippets from each one to spread across different platforms or, or how do you kind of structure that? Yep. I do anything and everything. I don't have an exact structure mm-hmm. per se. Like I don't, I'm not like, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm filming. I don't have a structure at all. I don't even have a posting structure. I've never, ever had that, never done that. Mm. Reason being is because then to me, it feels like a job, not something I enjoy doing. Fabricated. I've never had a, yeah, I've never had a problem with getting content. My problem that I have is I have too much content and my video guy cannot edit it fast enough. <laughs> so usually what I'll do, like, you know, I could film a long content thing. Maybe it's a YouTube video, maybe it's a podcast. And then we snip yeah. that content up into lots of little bite-sized stuff. And that goes on Instagram reels. It goes on YouTube shorts. It goes on Snapchat. It goes on my stories. It goes on TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. 
other times, um, me and my camera guy, like he works for me full time, but you know, I'll text him in advance. We're like, Hey bro, uh, Wednesday we'll catch up and we'll film for a couple of hours. So yeah, we go to the gym. I've got a massive list of all these videos I want to do. Maybe it could be two YouTube videos. And then maybe I might pump out like 20, 30 short TikTok videos, mm-hmm. you know, right and wrong exercises, um, you know, just giving tips, whatever it is. I'll pump out a list of like 30 videos. And then yep. he edits all them. He sends them to me. And then I pretty much just bank those videos. Mm. And then I can post it whenever I want whenever I feel like it. I don't have yep. a posting schedule. It's just literally when I want, when I feel like it. Now, uh, right now, I have literally no joke, probably about, without counting, maybe 40 to 50 videos for TikTok and Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts in my phone that I have not posted yet. Mm-hmm. I also have about 80 videos that I have filmed that I'm still waiting for my camera guy to edit and send me. Yeah. And I have a list of about 200 other videos to do. Um, but I know if I film more right now, I'm just going to create even more backlog. So sometimes I get another video guy to help me film and then he edits it. But my my problem is I have too much content. Um, I could post every <laughs> two hours day. if I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, from and the other thing I kind of wanted to touch on there is from you mentioned you know scaling the business and a lot of the systems have helped allow you to put your time where it needs to be put to continue to build and grow. Mm-hmm. And this probably changed from industry to industry, I guess. But in your opinion, for someone who is just started out as say a solopreneur, so they're the only person running their their business and they're starting to scale and they want to grow, what do you think? I guess are the first, let's say, three positions or or three staff or, or or things that you should look to hire for um, that'll allow you to continue to grow it at a good rate early on? Yep. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure, but I'll tell you what I did for myself. Yep. So the, the first thing that I did was I had a customer support person mm-hmm. helping me out with client emails. Because I had so much clients, I needed someone to help me answer client emails because my client email, they will email me, Hey, Joseph, I'm sick of eating salmon. Can I change up something in my meal plan? So I needed someone to help me handle all of this Mm. so I could focus on doing what I do. Once that was taken care of, the next thing and the next position was basically, for me, it was actually a manager, but you probably should have had a content creator first, Mm -hmm. not a content creator, but someone to help you create content. Filming videos, editing videos, that way, you can just get content up and you can get more exposure. Mm. Then um, I would say probably a manager. So I had a manager come into my business and instead of just running an online training thing on Instagram, we turned Joseph Rikers Fitness into an actual proper business and ran it like a business. That's when we started um, you know, taking, I guess, serious action on how we can do certain things to make it grow um, and how we can help more people. And from there, we just built the team out. So we needed more customer support people. So we got more people answering my client emails. Um, we already had the video guy, but then we had um, other people come in and work for us who started running our ads. They were fully in-house, so they're mm-hmm. running our Facebook ads, Instagram ads, YouTube ads, Snapchat ads, email marketing, Google retargeting, everything. 
once it was in that position, it kind of was like running on its on its own. Yep. And that way it allowed me to step back and just focus on what I was good at. And that is putting my knowledge onto social media and creating content. So if I had to say the first three positions, I would say someone to help you with the custom support, someone to help you create content. So filming and editing, mm -hmm. and then a manager that can help you run the business like a business. Yeah. I love that. I mean, you know, we often clearly people hire personal trainers to get in shape. You know, we, we go and see a mechanic to fix a car and, you know, see a dentist to fix our teeth and whatnot. But I think a lot of business owners out there never really put any thought to the fact that they need someone yeah. from the outside in a different perspective to help build their business as well. Yeah. Um, from, from a now kind of transitioning back to, I guess, your own training and nutrition. Mm -hmm. What, what are some of the things that let's say, five, 10 years ago, you you had a pretty strong belief on that may have changed now, whether it be on the training side of things, whether it be nutrition, and maybe there's nothing at all. Maybe you were, you're fortunate enough to learn from really good, um, knowledgeable people early on. I don't know, but is there anything that you've kind of completely switched your view on over the years? Um, not really, because I learned, oh, obviously when I was a complete, you know, beginner, I thought high reps was toning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> eating certain foods were bad. Yeah. Um, but pretty early on, I, I learned, you know, the, the proper way to do things. But I guess something that I didn't learn until like, you know, quite later on in my career was variety is super important. So okay. people are always trying to look for the best way to do things. You know, should you be using this rep range? Should you be using this style of training? Should you be on this diet? I believe variety. So my training's always changing. Sometimes I'm doing low volume mm -hmm. and high frequency. So I'm training every muscle group three times per week. Other times I'm training super high volume and just training each muscle group once per week, the okay, traditional yep. bro, bro split. Yep. Other times I'm using heavy weight and the rep range is like six to maybe 10. Mm -hmm. Other times my rep range for like a certain training block is 15 to 50 yeah so always mixing things up and same with the diet you know um sometimes i'm super high carb like 600 grams of carbohydrates per day mm -hmm. and then i'm the complete opposite i'm literally keto <laughs> yeah so i believe it's super good just changing things around and using a variety of different things um and that that's that's something that I never used to do. I always was trying to find the best thing, the yeah. best thing. But I I now believe the best thing is literally variety. Yeah. Yeah. And I think second to that as well, and I'm sure you will attest to this also, it's like everyone out there is looking for the most optimal way to eat and train, but 99% of the time, that optimal way on paper is furthest thing from optimal for them and their lifestyle, their current training level mm -hmm. or, or their nutritional needs and their, their social life, whatever it may be. I think as well, I don't know what your opinion on this is, but um, you know, you mentioned variety. Um, I often, I'm sure you do as well, get questions all the time. Like what's the best exercise to build your chest? What's the best exercise to, to grow your lats? Yeah. It's like if people can start to think of movements instead of specific exercises. So there's nothing to say that yeah. your body doesn't go, oh fuck, he's doing a barbell squat. I'm going to grow his quads and glutes. It's like, all right, this muscle is getting put under load in whatever exercise it is. It has to be a similar movement, obviously, but people are scared to change things up. 
too often. Yeah. You see people in the gym, or well, I do anyway, see people in there that for the last three years I've seen them do the exact same program. And it's just like <laughs> if you could just put that that muscle under load with different movements, you're going to see the same, if not better, results. Yeah. And because it's something different, and maybe you've been doing dumbbell press for two years, yeah, change it to something different, and you're probably going to be sore as fuck, you know? <laughs> Variety. I'm a big believer in variety. Awesome, man. From the business side of things, um, I'm sure you know growing something to the size of what you have, and you know having so many different moving parts with the content, with the multiple businesses that you're running. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not too sure whether you're still doing much work with with outside brands as well in terms of uh, advertising for other brands and whatnot. But how do you kind of deal mentally with, I guess, overwhelm? when you've got a million things on your plate and it feels feels like everything's kind of moving at the same time. Um, I, I think most people go through stages of a bit of overwhelm and, and a bit of anxiety every now and then. Do you have any yeah. kind of tools or, or, or things that you like to use mentally when you are in that state? Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally kind of just like, fuck it. It is what it is. If I can change it, I will. If I can't, there's nothing I can do about it. So it is what it is. And just have to let it be, you know, but with so many different businesses and so many different things and so much happening, mm -hmm. there is a lot going on. And if you kind of let that overwhelm you and you let it stress you out, then it doesn't become like a good environment. So it's kind of, it's easy to say this, but it's kind of hard to do, but it's kind of just like detaching yourself from like the emotional connection to it. Mm -hmm. And just being like, okay, it is what it is. Like, if I can't control it, then I can't control it. There's no point in stressing about it or worrying about it. And just do the best that you can with the amount of time that you can. Yep. And just go 100%. And if you do that, you're literally doing your best. So you you can't be mad at yourself for yeah. giving your best effort. It is what it is. Yeah. I think a lot of people get stuck when they're in that period as well. Uh, in you know paralysis by analysis it's like all right, i've got all this fucking shit to do and they spend like a whole day or a whole week thinking about what they should do next to get out of being stuck underneath it yeah. whereas all it takes is just taking action no matter how big or small yeah. it is and you'd be surprised at that momentum that builds up once you just tick those things off gradually yes yeah the, like the best thing that you can do to make you feel good is literally execute and get stuff done mm-hmm if you start executing all the tasks and doing things, you just start taking them off. But sometimes people see like all these things and they just get overwhelmed and it's like, oh, there's so much to do. And then they start procrastinating. You literally just have to be like, okay, I need to do this, 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 this. So I'm going to mm. start on this and just start executing. And when you start executing and you get in that habit of just executing on a high level, you'll get so much done. Yeah. Execution is key. What? What drives you now in terms of like, what is your kind of, what's your why? What's your purpose that continues to drive you? Um, you know, you look at successful people in any industry and you see them reach a certain point and something that, that I'm always curious about. And it's something I've been researching a lot, whether it's through podcasts, books and whatnot is about what continues to drive those that are at the top of their game or, or, or succeeding at a high yeah. level. What continues to drive you now, now that everything is kind of, you know, probably a lot bigger than what you ever imagined it probably could get to. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just wanting to do better, um, wanting to level up, because I believe, you know, we feel good when we are making self-progress. And if you can self-progress in any way, you feel good, you enjoy what you're doing because you're making progress, you're seeing progress. 
So I just I just want to get better every day. So I always try and do what I can to get better, whether it be my training, whether it be my businesses, whether it be helping more people around the world, whether it be making more money. Like these are all things I want to do. So I'm just trying my 100% hardest to try and achieve all these. Now, um, like there's, I've, there is multiple business that I am part of. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if you're aware, but I'm also part owner of the company Macroactive. Yes. Um, yeah. So Macro, yeah. So Macroactive was a company or the software behind Joseph Rakic Fitness mm-hmm. that has helped me basically automate my business. And now we help other online trainers automate their business. We build them a website, we develop them a mobile app, um, and then we help them grow and scale their business. So I've obviously done okay with my own fitness business. So I thought I can help other trainers in the space grow and scale their business. We build them a website, we build them an app, and then we help them take their business to the next level. Um, We've helped over 600 trainers and we have over 600,000 end users. So on a big scale, mm-hmm. we're helping you know quite a lot of people and we're making yeah. quite a big impact in the world. Now that's 600,000 end users through all of our trainers that are you know getting better, getting healthier, living a better life, having more confidence. And that's a pretty awesome feeling, you know, yeah, helping sure. all these people. And also the trainers who are on our platform, um, they are building a business, they're growing their business, they're helping people, they're feeling good, they're making more money, they're feeling better. We've done over 73 million in trainer revenue from all of the trainers on our platform. So that just wow. goes to show you how much money our trainers are making. So it's just awesome to see this growth from so many different areas. The trainers making more money, the end users getting better results, having more confidence, uh, these trainers impacting all these lives. It's just a whole overall compounding effect. Mm. And I guess that's what keeps driving me every day just to get better, to help more people, to grow more businesses, to scale everything as much as I possibly can. Yeah, I love that. It's something that I I really enjoy seeing, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners do is because I think now on on the other um, side of the the other end of the spectrum, I guess you have people who are promoting uh, courses and 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 putting out all these things about marketing or you know growing your followers and whatnot. And you look at them and they've never done it themselves. So when you can see someone who has mm-hmm. been in the trenches, done the work, they know exactly how to get yeah. from this point to the next point. They've been in the position of the people that they're actually working with. It's really exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Do you, outside of the business and and the training, obviously with health we have physical, but obviously mental health is such a, a, a important factor as well. Is there any things that you like to do on a daily base, whether it is you know meditation, journaling processes, or anything like that? Is that something that that you have part of your daily routine? Uh, no, it's not. And I, I've, you know, I've, I've tried meditation before. My my brother tried to get me into it. It wasn't really for me. Like I'm a big believer in anything that helps anyone. So if if meditation works for you, Mm. go for it. Whatever it is, do that if it's working for you. Myself, I guess if I could put it down to anything that kind of grounds my mindset, it's probably just waking up early and getting a head start on the day. When I wake up early and I'm productive in the early hours of the morning, I feel like I've accomplished so much. So it puts me in a good mindset and it just it makes me feel good for the rest of the day. And then everything from there is a win because I've been winning from 
yeah. early on. Yep. If I wake up at like let's just say nine or ten, which I never do, I would I would feel like I'm so behind, and that would be a challenging day for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't do any meditation. I don't do anything like that. But I think if I could put it down to something that helps me, it's waking up early and taking action and being productive in the early hours that always that's that's a big win for me yeah you hit the nail on the head there i think with all the you know and i'm i'm i really enjoy my meditation and journaling and whatnot as well but i've always kind of said to whether it's my clients or, or anyone who follows my content it's like similar to training and nutrition there's no one size fits all it's finding what works best mm -hmm. for you and it's not kind of looking at someone else's morning routine and trying to follow that exact thing. If it, it does absolutely fuck all for you, it's like just finding these little things that start to fit in with you and your lifestyle and, and make you feel good. And, you know, like you said, getting up early and I couldn't agree more, yeah. but, you know, being up nice and early. And by the time you even leave the house, you feel like you're productive. The rest of the day mm -hmm. kind of just continues on with that momentum. Yeah. And you know, like <laughs> even my, my, my brother was doing, um, cold showers for a while and yep. saying it helps me i tried it i was like nah fuck that yeah <laughs> but if that's helping him that's a win yeah hey, and let's just let's just say even if it wasn't but he thought it was that's still a win yeah so whatever it is that you do that helps you in one way or another mm -hmm. that's the best thing Definitely, man. I mean, while I've got you here, I'd be stupid not to ask because I think um, obviously having worked with what was it, over 160,000 online clients, which is incredible. What are some of the things I guess you see uh, that people that are, let's say, that are just starting out, I guess, mistakes you could say or things that people are maybe wasting their time on in the early days of their fitness journey that they could be replacing with something else? Yep. Are you meaning like a trainer or are you meaning like a, a sorry, as a, as a client, someone that comes to you, someone who's listening at the moment that was starting their own health and fitness journey, just in terms of wanting to get in shape. What are some of the things that, yeah, you see a lot of people waste their time on and some things that we could switch yep. them out for? I think, well, it's not a waste of time, but I think everyone wants results like that. Yep. And if they don't see results within the first week or two weeks, they stop. And if only even though they do know this they just have to realize that consistency and trusting the journey is what gets your results and that the time is going to pass regardless if you stay on the diet or you fall off the diet the time is going to pass regardless so the normal person who starts just has to commit they have to lock in and they have to be like okay i am going to lock in for this amount of time and once they lock in for a period of time, they see results and they see their physique change. And when they see results and see their physique change, a switch switches. <laughs> That's when they get the motivation. That's when they get the drive. That's when they have all this excitement. They want to go buy new supplements. They want to go buy new gym clothes. They train harder. They train longer. They see what they can do better in their diet. And when they're doing all this, they're getting better and better and better and their results come faster and faster. And like, wow, I can't stay out of the gym now. Yeah. <laughs> and when they first start, most people, I honestly believe 90% of people treat the gym as a chore. They're like, oh, I have to go to the gym today. But once you can actually find the love and enjoyment for the gym because you see the results that you get and it doesn't become a chore, that's when you've won. Yeah. 
brother, this is something that um that I'm curious about. Um, I, I I tend to spend a fair bit of time doing some personal development stuff and trying to learn off people who have been successful in their field, um, their industry, regardless of what it is. Um, and and a common occurrence you see with people who have built their business from the ground up or have reached real um you know levels of success is I guess having that aha moment or the realization that in terms of financial side of things that they reach a certain point where they're making a, a lot of money and it's maybe not exactly giving them the, I guess the joy or the, the, um, how do I put it? It's not changing their life as much as what they thought it would. Obviously yourself running such successful businesses. Have you kind of like had that, that mindset, uh, shifted? Were you kind of coming into this thinking that I guess once your business has got to a certain point that, that your life would change significantly and maybe it has, I don't know, but what's your kind of view on, on, I guess, the money side of the business right now. I think for a lot of people, they probably find it uncomfortable to talk about, but in the end of the day, people that are watching and listening that are business owners um, are, are trying to, to reach those levels of success. So how have you approached that? Yeah, I guess um, for some reason, a lot of people are, they kind of shy away from t- talking about money and making yeah. money. Um, I'm not sure why, like we all go to a job and yeah. if we could all get paid more, we would. Yep. Um, so I think, being like shy from that question or, or you know trying to not like look for ways to make more money because of how it sounds is, is not the right way to approach it i think you should be trying to figure out what you can do to make more money and find these different ways and um has the money changed my life yeah it definitely has you know i've been able to um invest in other things that have helped me make more money um you know i've done stuff for you know family members when they've needed surgery you know paid for that um i've flown people all around the world to new zealand i've flown to other countries for training sessions um with some of my clients you know Mm. just because i have the money to be able to do that now so i can now give back and giving back is such an awesome feeling and that has changed my my own life because it's given me satisfaction of helping other people like i've lost count of how many clients i have flew into new zealand put them in a hotel had them stay here for a week just so they could train with me for a week because they, they want yeah. a challenge or whatever it was. Um, and my marketing guy, this is quite a while ago now, so the number's a lot higher, but we've given away more than $150,000 in cash and trips around the world uh, just back to my clients. And that's a pretty awesome feeling to have, you know? And if I wasn't making the money that I am making, I wouldn't be able to do that. And I wouldn't be able to help these people and give these people these experiences. So money's definitely changed my life. Um, it's allowed me to live a better life as well. You know, I've got a better house than what I previously had, mm-hmm. um, better car. It just, I think people, they don't like, I don't know why it's this. I think it's belief systems. Belief systems, I think it is like from, from an early age, you know, yeah. always getting taught, you know, money's, root of all evil someone with a, a nice car must be an asshole blah 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 and i think that kind of gets imprinted into yeah. our into our brains where it's just that we're hardwired to think that way but as you said like without without money we cannot facilitate the the things that we want to do and i think it it, it is essential and as you said before anyone anyone has the opportunity to make more money of course they should take that and it doesn't mean that you have to use it all on yourself it, it can allow you to do things for other people which clearly people like yourself have done and, and it gives you 100%. that ability to be able to help more people, which is powerful. Yes. And when people, when you talk about money, people are actually selfish. And I actually heard this, I can't remember who I heard it from, but like, I believe money buys happiness, 
Now, you don't need money to be happy. You can be the happiest person in the world with no money at all. But money definitely buys happiness. And when I tell people this, they're like, no, it doesn't. I'm like, why? I'm like, I'm happy now how I am. I don't need a new car. I don't need new clothes. I don't need fancy things. And I'm like, okay, that's because you're selfish and you're thinking about you and yourself. What about if I gave you $10 million? You could donate it to a church. You could help the kids in Africa who don't have food. You could donate it to your parents. You could buy your parents a house. You could donate it to a cancer kids hospital. But you're just thinking about yourself and what you can buy. Mm. So normally those people are selfish. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I get 100% get what you're saying. Yeah. People just need to look at money in another way. Like if you don't like money, that's okay. But just think if you have more money, you can help more people. Yeah. Send your parents on a trip around the world for six months. I'm sure you feel happy doing that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, giving back is such an incredible feeling. Yeah. But all they do is they think, oh, I don't need money. I don't need a new car. Okay, but what about someone else? <laughs> and that's it. It's like you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It doesn't necessarily mean you need that money to buy more materialistic shit. It's, as you said, giving back, um, donating, putting money to better causes or even putting the money for mm-hmm. business owners particularly, like putting the money back yeah. into your business to allow yourself to grow it to where you want it to be and and to be able to impact more people, which you are clearly doing yeah. an incredible job of, brother. Um Look, man, I've, uh, I could I could honestly just sit here and chat with you all day and uh, I'm really looking forward to when we get to catch up in person again next, we'll, we'll pump out a session and and um, catch up a little more. But I appreciate your time, man. And um, just before we wrap up, man, what's what's kind of next on the cards um, for you in the business and where you want to take things? Yep. Um, I'm actually off to Dubai to live. <laughs> oh, nice. So, Epic. Yeah. So I'm off, off there two weeks for a two-week, you know, holiday to look at some property come back i've got some more travel uh, and then the plan is to go in january to officially live there and that'll just help me um network collab create content Mm. get more exposure i'm in the area where there's so much people creating content dubai's close to many other countries there's people coming in um so i think it's going to help me level up my personal self and also level up my business unbelievable man well i appreciate your time as i said and for everyone who's tuned in, anyone who's taken some value from this or just enjoyed this chat with Joseph, uh, we'd love for you to take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story. Tag myself, tag, tag Joseph. I'll have the links to all his socials and his website in there. And uh, we'll touch base soon. But thanks again, brother. No problem at all, man. And looking forward to getting that session in sometime soon. Can't wait, man. Can't wait. Thank you.